everybody. So we are so excited today. This is the Hallmarkies podcast. And I'm Rachel, and I am here to talk with the first uh, ex- vice executive vice president <laughs> that we I, we've ever talked to. It's pretty fun for the uh, Up Network. Uh, we're talking. I'm talking with Amy Winter, and thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. And so we we're really excited about. Uh, up slate this year and uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to the position that you're that you're at sure always loved television I think I went to school knowing I wanted to get into television but I wasn't sure what area Um, so in the early years um, I started making the promos for um, for programming. I worked for TBS for about 11 years um, doing that and eventually rose to be creative director. And I was creative director there when we rebranded to the whole very funny era, which was a lot of fun. And after that, I spent about almost a decade at um, with the Discovery Networks um, at uh, TLC primarily. And I started in marketing there and then I eventually became head of the network there and I um, started a bunch of shows that you you know they're still on the air right now um, which is really great and really fun um, and then from there I moved uh, back to Atlanta up is actually located in Atlanta and that's where my primary residence has been this whole time uh, and I've been with up for about five years and um, and I've really enjoyed working on a brand that is really committed to putting um, uplifting and positive content out there that you know, all fa- entire families can enjoy. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really impressive. So what did you uh, go to school to work in media or did you just, I did, uh, I did. I, um, I majored in communications, you know, at that time I felt like everybody was really focused on getting into the film business, but <laughs> there was a part of me that went, that sounds like you're going to spend a lot of your time you know, moving from job to job. And I was really nervous about it. I thought television really seems like you could get a steady, steady gig. So I'm going to go that route. (laughs) Uh Interesting. Like you just pushed your way uh, to more and more uh, higher up positions and, and uh, until you got to be uh, executive vice president. That's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I would say I've been very fortunate. I've been, I've been lucky and I've had some really good timing. Um, you know, just, um, in terms of some of the opportunities that have come my way, Uh but I've also been, um, I think there's a, uh, there's a thing about people being curious about how the next thing works. Um, and, uh, and, and that hopefully never ends. And so I find, I've always found that once I've gotten a a bit of a mastery with something, I'm like, well, wait, what's going on over there? Uh (laughs) And yeah. And layering on all the other things. So it's been a, it's been a really fun journey. I, I, I continue to learn every day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so who, who knows what's next, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, uh, so uh, how do you feel that Up TV is trying to differentiate itself from the competition and in, in its own unique uh, brand? I would say that um, our brand is fundam- fundamentally designed to um, entertain um, the, the FIM audience, we call them FIM, but they're the fam, family in mind audience. There is a very particular type of um, viewer that we're talking to. They're, they're very concerned about what comes into their home. And they, most of them 
probably do have children in the home, but not all of them do. Okay. But but that that commitment to you know what I'm I'm particular. I want a good product. I want to put something on my screens that I feel comfortable with. Um, we're here for them. Uh, they want they want content that they can feel good about watching. Um, it's not to say that they won't watch other things. You know, we've got um, our fair share of Real Housewives viewers who who watch us as well, yeah. um, or or you know the dark stuff too. But there are just moments where you know I don't know about you, but there are moments where I look at a really dark show and I'm like, not tonight. I can't do that. Yeah. Tonight. I want something lighter. I want something um, a little bit more meaningful. Um, I want to celebrate life and people, and and that's what we're in the business of of doing and committed to doing. Mm -hmm. um, we do we do our pro programming primarily for women, um, but we've seen a, a lot more guys coming to our audience as we've grown, especially as we've added shows like Home Improvement. Um, but everything that we produce uh, is designed to entertain the adults first, but hopefully the adults understand that this stuff is great for the entire family to watch together. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking to Gordon, Gordon Holmes, the journalist, Gordon Holmes, and he said that his dad is like a hardcore Heartland fan. <laughs> Heartland. And uh, so it is surprising sometimes that at least before I, I kind of started down this journey uh, that I never would have thought that there would be so many men interested in uh, this type of programming. I know we've been we've been so um, pleasantly um, surprised and excited by the the growth that we've seen on that side. Uh -huh. You know, I think that it's a it's an interesting mix of programming that we've put together. You know, we've got everything from these you know uh, scripted movies that we have. We have scripted series, um, and then the reality shows that we create. Um, uh, alongside mm -hmm. snack food, um, you know, funny snack food, uh, whether it's um, AFE or whose line is it anyway. And I think that that balance has really been what has uh, been drawing more men to our channel as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. So when you're talking about uh, films, or I guess shows, uh, how do you, if you have like a slush pile of different scripts and different things that you have, how do you decide which ones that you're going to want to acquire or develop or all of that? Well, you know, I'd like to think that we're pretty choosy uh -huh. um, in terms of what we're, what we're looking at. You know, we do about seven premieres um, each Christmas season uh, and we want to make sure each of them adds a little bit of a variety to the collection. For the romance lovers out there, we've got plenty of, of those. Um, but even in some of our romances, we try to add a little bit more of the reason for the season um, and, and bring a little bit more meaning um, to what we do. Um, we have often chosen uh, projects that have been based on true life stories because they're fairly powerful during this, this Christmas time. Uh, and we've also chosen things from, from you know, pretty, pretty outstanding novels. But I think, I think they have a little bit more weight, um, you know, in, in what we're doing. And, and, and re really, we're trying to get to the core meaning of and, and spirit of Christmas. Mm. Yeah, I really enjoyed last year 
the one a Christmas Princess, I think is what it was called. The um, right, our true, yeah. a true story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a really good one. I talked to the writer Tracy and Dreen about it, uh, her experience in writing it, and I just thought that it had such a such a nice heart to it. I uh, particularly loved that moment where because she's so insecure that they're gonna like give her away and and when her dad says uh that you know our hearts would be broken if if we lost it that that scene really got to me that was really touching and so i i I think uh i think you definitely nailed it with that one for sure yeah it it was a beautiful um uh movie and the writer was fantastic um she is a wonderful human being her whole family and the way that they supported her uh, we were really excited to add that one yeah she is the best i loved interviewing her Uh, so (laughs) but yeah that one i I really liked uh and i'm excited for the slate this year uh we've already seen uh, the Christmas Switch, and I thought that one was really solid. I really enjoyed it. I mean, we liked it enough that we reviewed it. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love like body swapping uh, com- uh, movies, or like some of them dramas, some of them comic. I something I just think that's a really interesting idea of like walking around in somebody else's shoes and uh, and having to kind of figure out <laughs> what they are. And the truth is, is that I actually. I felt like somebody was making a movie from my head because <laughs> a couple of years ago I did NaNoWriMo and I did a, a, a book called, I called it the uh, holiday switch and <laughs> about in, in my, my version was a single girl and a uh, single woman and a, and a stay at home mom. They end up switching places because they both kind of idolize each other's life. And they're kind of jealous of each other. And so Santa makes them switch places. Uh, but uh, that was sort of my my take on it. But I was like, seeing this movie, I said, somebody's in my head. <laughs> this was an idea. But uh, I, this was really fun. And I thought we were kind of concerned that, uh, that you know, they're both married. Like, this is going to be a little weird. So how are you able to kind of figure out that, that dynamic <laughs> we said the exact same thing because we were like this is one movie where there can't be any romance because that's super weird <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so um i believe that one husband had to travel during the time frame and the other husband um uh, she she complained that her back was out because she yeah. said oh, i sleep on the couch when my back is out so that was how we kind of got around it but if you want you know i'm so thank you for reviewing it and thank you for watching it but i think the husbands did a pretty good job with a are you who i think you are or not what is going on you know yeah Yeah. i think so too and uh, i thought the ladies did a good job they were amazing yeah yeah, playing that part of being in some being in the other woman's part you know the other woman's body like that's that's gotta be tricky but i thought they pulled it off they were funny and uh there was some nice heart to it. Like none of them. I hate in these kind of movies when the career woman is, uh, is turned into the ice queen of business. I just, oh, it's so frustrating. And I I liked that that didn't happen with this one. Yeah. I, I don't know that you necessarily always have to have a villain or, you know, um, it, it, 
to have a more complex character. And what I do love about those women's performances is, is you could clearly see their switch, you know, you could, they yeah. definitely changed. Um, but to have enough depth between them and an understanding of what each of them are going through, you know, they were both stressed out. They were both dealing with a lot coming at them and, and for them to be able to realize during the switch, wow, I really had some amazing stuff, but I couldn't see the forest for the trees. And same with this woman. And I'm going to help clean up her stuff over here while she's doing that to mine, you know, yeah, really supportive. And I, and that's why the script just really resonated to us immediately. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, the the one who's the record executive, it would have been really easy to make her kind of a, a one note character. But she I liked it because she's not like, trying to be a bad mother to her daughter she loves her daughter but she just she just thinks oh well she's really independent she doesn't need me she's actually kind of insecure and so when she uh that when she sees when the switch happens she realizes that her you know that her daughter needs her a lot more than she kind of thought and uh but that she still has to go to the appointment she still has to meet with that guy and uh so you know it's like both things are important neither one is like a bad choice and and then the uh this the the mom character <clears throat> the, with the little girl character i liked how you know her thing is she just never can say no yes to anything so that's yep. what they kind of learn from each other and I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought they did a really good job. So, good one to start out. Thank <laughs> you so much. I mean, it, you just checked off all the reasons why we felt like we should do it, and I do think that there is this dynamic. You know, it's that that classic age-old thing about when people talk about working mom versus stay-at-home mom, which, by the way, is still a working mom, um, right. and. Uh, you know, I always, whenever I leave work, I'm like, time to go start my other job, you know, but, yeah. um, but I think that, um, you know, what I hope that sh that movie showed is that, um, there's wonderful stuff and there's difficult stuff, no matter what you do, you know, no matter how you choose to live through your life and, and the people at the center of that are, are lovely human beings. So in this past season or this past Saturday, we had the fifth installment of the Chandler family um, uh, series that we, mm -hmm. that we do annually, which was really exciting for us, so. Oh yeah, tell us, you wanna tell us a little bit about that? There's the Yeah, one. yeah, I mean, um, it, the first movie that we did was just a really fun uh, movie about um, three, three strong um, African-American um, sisters who have, you know, spent their lives, uh, they absolutely adore the Christmas season, but it's about all of them coming together. And, and one of the um, sister's daughters is coming into town and she doesn't, um, she doesn't want to be given a hard time about the fact that um, she's, she's still single. So she, you know, she pretends that she has a, a fiance and oh. from there. But what's really great about this is this is probably, you know, our biggest ensemble movie that we do. Uh, people really embraced this family. We adore this family. And so we went from marry me for Christmas to marry us for Christmas to uh, Merry Christmas. Wait, no, the next one is a baby for Christmas, then Merry Christmas baby. And then this time we, uh, the, it's uh, Chandler Christmas getaway. Their, their family name is the Chandlers. And, uh, and we embraced, this is all shot in Atlanta. Uh -huh. um, 
the fact that we're in the South. So they, they decide to get away when, uh, when Atlanta is not feeling Christmassy at all because it's a gazillion degrees. We're having a heat wave during the holiday. So that sounds really fun. Yeah. I, I love the whole fake fiance trope. Uh, <laughs> right. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like the most ridiculous thing I would a- ever happen, but I love it. I know. And it's funny to think that that's the thing that started it off, but I mean, it really did. And it just yeah. kind of took off from there. Um, and, and I'm with you. I mean, I love the trips. As you can imagine, we get quite a few uh, scripts. You know, I've got, I brought a stack home for Thanksgiving to go through, oh but um, you know, you, you, you really do want to like, Oh, what's the shorthand on this one? Oh, okay. I got it. This is the, you've got mail or this is the, this, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> this is the baking one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that must be overwhelming. Uh, what What do you think makes one of those really stick out to you? Something that's like original or something that, uh, I don't know, like how do you decide? Um, there's a, I think there's a certain amount of um, filter that we go through. One is, um, you know, you're trying to balance your slate and make sure that you've got a really eclectic mix of, um, but th- that they'll all hang together. Uh-huh. Um, I'm willing to go with a trope if it's really well written. Um, yeah. if, if I've been surprised by the way that it's been executed. Um, so, so, and we've, we've got some of those where you're like, oh, I know what this is going to be. Um, it's sort right. of like when you, when you watch a movie and you know, like the ugly duckling's going to go to the prom and you're like, well, you know, I'm going to have to sit here for two hours because I got to see what she's going to look like. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, so, so there's some of that. And then, you know, like I said, we're really coming through, I felt like Christmas, which was really unique and different. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh, and anything else that really, um, catches our eye. We've got one coming up called, um, uh, uh, Christmas on Holly Lane. And that is about three, uh, three lifelong friends who really band together to support each other through some, some fairly difficult times for all three of them. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, you know, Christmas catch, uh, we've got Christmas of print and, and there's a ball at the end of that one. Um, uh, which I'm like, oh, of course I'm hanging out for this. This is terrific. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's a mix. Yeah. That's really cool. So this uh, Christmas on the coast, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of unusual to have a Christmas movie, not in the winter and not in a winter location. It is. It is. Yeah. It's been, um, so, so, and we're trying two of them this year. Uh, we have had a few in the past. We've had uh, one set in Beverly Hills and one set in Palm Springs. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, so much of the, so much of the uh, country isn't necessarily, you know, snowbound during the holidays. And, um, and we just felt like, you know, let's break these out of the pack. And you know what? They might do really well in a Christmas in July stunt. too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Smart. That's smart. Yeah, they have Christmas other places, like goodness grief. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one, uh, I think it looks, looks pretty interesting. Yes, yes. It's got a definite Southern vibe to it, which, uh, which we really spark to. Mm-hmm. So how do you decide on casting? What's that process like? Um, you know, it's, it's a mix. We, you know, we love, we love trying to find some new talent in this, obviously. Um, and I think that we've got some really incredible folks that really catch our eye. And, and, and when we see, when we see, um, some folks who really, uh, deliver, 
you know, we're trying to, to work with them again, whether it is um, with other projects or potentially um, sequels to, to what they've done. Um, a great example is we did our biggest um, Christmas movie last year was called A Very Country Christmas. Yeah. Um, so we might be working with, I, our, my press person's going to kill me because we haven't announced this movie yet, but there might be something coming out with that cast um, in the future. <laughs> oh. We try to, to do some fun, um, you know, get some fun personalities that people recognize and, and love in there. Um, you know, Christmas with a Prince, uh, we were so excited to get uh, Charles Shaughnessy from the Nanny Inn as the oh king. Who so excited. <laughs> yeah, and he's perfect in the role. So, um, so that's been a lot of fun. Sarah Lancaster, uh, oh. you know, she's been in um, several of our other movies, even our non-Christmas movies, and um, she's just a, a ter terrific performances. Yeah. I love the nanny. I'm like the world's, one of the world's biggest <laughs> nanny fans. So when I saw that, I was like, yes. <laughs> My real dream, if you want to really make me die, is if you had Fran Drescher in a movie. Because I love her so much. But I, I love Charles too. So that's going to be really fun. I, I was a little I'm bit. writing that down. <laughs> oh, yes oh my gosh if you're looking for ideas amber and i have so many fantasy <laughs> ideas <laughs> perfect <laughs> but uh but yeah so the only thing about the christmas with a prince is that so he's like injured at this uh at this hospital right yes the prince mm-hmm and so and it said i think it said that he she he she was he was her high school crush so this was just like the way people sort of idolize say like prince harry or something like that is that kind of thing or did they actually know each other in some way they knew each other and he was friends with her brother and her brother is actually in the, in the movie as well so her, her brother is the one who um they call when after he injures himself he he um he uh breaks his leg but he also has a concussion and so they don't want to move him too far um so they work a deal with her brother um who goes over um his sister's head to the head of the hospital to say hey i think he might you know give us a generous donation if we were to you know make accommodations for him and she did know him um she was uh and she she had a massive crush on him but uh he sort of didn't even give her a second thought at the time or so she thought so how did she live in that kingdom or whatever it's called country so he was um he was vacationing in in the u.s oh okay <laughs> that makes sense all right because i'm like i don't know if i'd call sort of your teen idol i i'm not sure i would call that a, a crush you know so yeah that makes if they actually met that makes more sense yeah, they went to boarding school together when they were kids. Okay, interesting. That'll be fun. And so the Christmas catch uh, you have coming up, uh, this looks really fun, this it's whole so fun. detective kind of element of it. Yeah, it's really fun, and um, it's, it's really well written, and the cast is so much fun. It's, this is a really nice ensemble. Um, the, the lead, Emily... Um, uh, and I, I can't say her name, Alatalo, I think, Alatalo. Uh -huh. um, yeah. She, 
she is fantastic. And, um, and I love that back in her background, she was, she's actually a stunt double. So, you know, this is probably the most authentic running and um, stunt work that you've seen ah. from <laughs> in a Christmas movie. I was like, wow, she, I wish I could run the way that she, she runs. So, uh -huh. Uh, but it's really a lot of fun. Um, uh, Lauren Holly plays her mother, and uh, along with that, and, and uh, Yannick Truesdale from Gilmore um, uh -huh. is one of her besties. Um, but yeah, she she meets a guy for the first time in a really long time, and and has a spark, and is kind of falling for him. And and then the FBI rolls into town and says, "Oh, this this there's a new guy in town, and he's a suspect in a major heist." And they find out that she has this connection to him and, and encourage her to go undercover so they can figure out whether or not he really has the goods or not. So it's, it's really fun. Yeah, that sounds really good. I'm definitely excited for that. Christmas on Holly Lane. This has a ton of our uh, hall stars, we like to call them. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Sarah Lancaster, she is in one of my favorite Hallmark movies ever for crazy. I think it's really good and uh she's the best and then it has giles panton who we we love and just a really uh, karen holness is in it we love her it's a really great cast yeah when we um when we got this script in um uh karen holness was actually one of the first people we thought of because we worked with her on date my dad um, mm. which was a scripted series that we we did and absolutely loved her on. She just had such a range um, from the comedy to the really poignant, you know, mm -hmm. um, storylines that we had in that show. So um, it, she was almost she was pretty much the first one that we uh, that we chose when we when we started working on that project. And Sarah Lancaster, we worked with um, on um, in particular the one I love is um, uh, Love Finds You in Sugar Creek. Um, which is a, uh, we did a series of these um, movies kind of set in the Amish world. This was the first one. Oh. And, um, and she is really outstanding in that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I liked the Amish one that you did this year. I think it was Runaway Romance. Romance? Yeah. yeah. That was really good. I liked it. I thought it was really sweet. Yeah. And I think that it, it was good because you didn't, you didn't turn the Amish characters into like super judgy or super uh, quaint. Like they were real people. I, I think that's hard to do. I think that uh, for any portrayal of religious characters can be very tricky. Uh, it, it can be either, uh, I don't know. It, 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 I just feel like it usually <clears throat> sort of swings one way or the other. And like, it'll either be, either be kind of, horrible and judgmental or they'll be like naive kind of i don't know i just thought i i thought that you did a good job with that one with uh characters that felt like real people <laughs> yeah you know it, it's funny that you say that because i do think that we have a lot of um a lot of projects that would appeal to the faith community but yeah. i think that i think the thing is is that you you don't have to you know be so on the nose yeah. people know how you feel and where you stand by your actions and um and how you see life you know we have um a, a reality show that we do called bringing up baits 
And, you know, if, yeah. if they end up praying in, in, you know, their everyday lives and, and in a scene, we'll certainly show that. But you don't need that to know that they're, they're a family of faith um, right. and that they're good people. And, and, you know, they have a certain way of, of living that, that bubbles up from, from their faith. So I appreciate that you, you say that because I do think that there is oftentimes the tendency to gild the lily when you have a minister or a, um, you know, a, a, a person of faith in, in your movie. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it's probably not necessary. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, you just want to make a, a, a well-rounded, interesting character and not just a, a form of, uh, a form of ministry or a form of, of uh, preaching kind of thing. That's just, that gets yeah. very tired for sure. Uh, so yeah, there you have hometown holiday. Yeah. That's, that's a very fun one too. Um, you know, we just, uh, um, you know, I think kind of think of the attraction of Gilmore Girls and Stars Hollow. Um, this is a project where we looked at like, what if there was this, you know, little small hometown community, um, you know, where the girl isn't isn't fired and going back to her small town community because we do that one a lot, right? Yeah. But we start there, and um, and this is about um, two um, sisters who own a business together and um, have a pretty strong bond. But you know, the uh, uh, it's a small town. Gossip runs very quickly, and um, and and what what's fun about and, and there's not a lot of people coming in. What's interesting about the way that this movie starts is that um, one of the local um, gentlemen uh, who who is known fairly well. Um, his son has uh, uh, recorded him and uh, playing a song about his, um, you know, his uh, deceased wife and, um, and and missing her and and wondering whether or not it's time to live again. And he his son puts it up on YouTube and he goes viral. And um, and so the catalyst for this new guy coming to town is um, to try to convince um, this viral sensation to sign with him. Um, when he's been absolutely resistant to everybody up until this point, he's just not interested. Um, and, uh, and also just so happens that his sister lives in that same town. So he's got a, a, a good ruse for coming in and, and trying to get to him without coming in as a big LA agent. So it's a lot of fun and, um, and it, it, very, very, very sweet movie. The only thing that we were uh, disappointed in, I guess, is that, Kevin McGarry is not the romantic lead because we love him and we think uh, he's so handsome. <laughs> he's him. so handsome, but see, there's that another thing where it's an opportunity for a sequel. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> because a lot of these movies we, we wish, because in, you know, like romance novel books, they'll, they'll, that's how they do it. You know, they'll have the, the first like couple and then the next couple next book will be about a different character in that first book but it'll be there and like the original couple will just make like a cameo in that second book and it's sort of like the the fool's gold books you know with susan mallory they like each book is just about a different couple within fool's gold and i, I feel like none of the networks have really sort of embraced that and we would love i think that would be really fun i to to do you know have more of a spin-off kind of serialized kind of idea i think would be really cool but i will even just a, even just a sequel 
it'll be yeah. really fun. <laughs> no, I agree with you. And I think that we, we have um, taken a look at these movies along the way and, and tried to see where the opportunity was to extend the uh -huh. story or, or shift to the other characters. I think that um, Wes's storyline um, is uh, definitely one we could pick up and run with, whether they stay in the um, small town or mm -hmm. if he actually does end up going to LA and what that's going to do. Um, for his yes. life and his uh his his kid oh that's exciting because yeah he is the best we love him <laughs> um so yeah so then you have the uh, gilmore girls more the merrier and uh, this is going to be every single episode of gilmore girls in uh, week, all right? 153 <laughs> amazing and when's that going to occur it starts this Monday at uh, 3 p.m. What do you think is special about Gilmore Girls? Uh, you know, it has been, part of our programming strategy has been to um, ignite that Gilmore Girls audience with, um, with other content. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, they have a rabid fan base um, and it is a unique type of show that is um, family friendly, but part you know equally equal parts drama and comedy um and and if you think about it that's a rare breed out there mm -hmm. um you know it it definitely was talking to adult for adults first but you know that moms sit down with their you know teenage kids teenage daughters and watch that show i know you know i used to work with um our, my head of scheduling back at uh, TLC, this was his, this Gilmore Girls was his screensaver. Um, like he adored that show. Uh -huh. um, and, uh, you know, it just has this fan base for, because it, it checks so many boxes on, on entertainment and heart and humor and, um, and, and meaningful family connection. Um, when you try to find other shows that complement that, it, it's really, it's pretty unique. You know, um, Date My Dad was a show that we created because we thought, you know what, let's 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 do an, another dramedy. And I really think we delivered on that with with that type of show. Um, but uh, it's it, it, they are a rare find when you when you can find them. Yeah, I think that Emily Gilmore is is one of the best characters on television. Like she was brilliant. And I <clears throat> I think uh there was she's a character that is easy to sort of judge but then as it uh, as you get to know her you realize that she i don't know there was just such depth to her character i think a lot of that goes to the performance but uh but also the writing i i think uh, amy sherman paladino is pretty brilliant in Masterful. Her writing Masterful. Mm -hmm. yeah she's kind of similar i think to her and diablo cody i think have a similar feel in their writing i think mm -hmm. you know well and it, it it just comes at you so fast it's just it, it, it's it, she really is remarkable um it, i and i'm so glad to see her continued success and everything she pretty mm -hmm. much touches but yeah. uh, but we're really happy to have gilmore as as a marquee piece of our um mm -hmm. of our content Cool. That's great. Uh, so uh, I am curious, you have, you worked as an executive producer in the different roles for these different reality shows over the years. Uh, there were a ton uh, on your IMDb. <laughs> and uh, so I was just curious, what is that like? And, uh, and how, 
how sort of planned are these type of docu-series type shows uh do you kind of have like a we're gonna have them do this today or or is just depend on the show or how does that all work uh, that's a great question um you know we try i would say that we try to be as as authentic as we possibly can uh -huh. um but there's some things that you know are impossible to do without pre-planning you know you have to get permits um, so say, say somebody wants to go to a restaurant or we want to go to, you know, a amusement park and we want to film there, you know, you have to have enough advanced planning and get the permitting and, and all that stuff so that, um, so that you're ready to go and your cameras don't kick, get kicked out. Um, but what we like to say is we, that stuff is, is planned, but what happens there is, is truly up to the, the talent that, that goes, you know, we don't, mm -hmm. we're not saying, Hey, make sure you say this or make sure you do that. Um, it's, it's, it's really about what's going on with them that we try to follow. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's, that's that, you know, for formats are, um, formats are different, you know, uh, and a format is everything from like the, um, so a cooking show to um, a house show to, um, you know, uh, like even say yes to the dress, you, you know exactly what you're going to get. People who decide to be on a, a show like say yes to the dress know, knows what they're going to get, but we don't know what dress it's going to be, you know, that, uh -huh. and, and we don't know how, how that appointment is necessarily going to go. Yeah. Interesting. That's really, that's really interesting. And you guys have uh, the, the baits this uh, currently on up, right? We do. Um, the baits is there. Uh, we are currently filming their eighth season, which goes on, uh, goes on the air in January mm -hmm. um, and kicks off with, uh, I mean, it's chock full. There's a, um, a vow renewal in that, a really touching vow renewal between um, uh, Zach and Whitney. Mm -hmm. um, and uh and that show just continues to grow in audience um they're they're very much beloved by um by their fans um and then and then on top of that we have we have shows in um what we call the life's biggest moments category um we realized that you know with the bates family part of what they people love um coming to see are these big moments whether it's mm -hmm. babies or weddings engagements what have you um, and so we decided to start a whole strand of shows where we focus on those moments themselves, but we get to see a whole bunch of different people going through those moments. So we started with Expecting, uh, which I don't know, if have, have you gotten a chance to check out Expecting? I haven't. I haven't seen that one. Okay, so we're filming, we're actually, um, it, I, sh I can't say that we're filming, but we are um, in production on that now. The reason why I can't say we're filming it is because the couples actually film these shows themselves and oh. that's what's so amazing about it is you know to your point about production um with you know pregnancy the journey to pregnancy being basically nine months plus you know depending on if you have you know if you're trying and not succeeding um you know um we a film crew might drop in four times along the way you know they'll come mm -hmm. to your shower or they'll come to the, you know the birth or what have you when you're you and your you and your significant other are recording it you get every single moment you know mm -hmm. from the the pregnancy test and is it positive or negative to 
um, the middle of the night stuff to the, you know, your husband um, filming you and you saying, get that camera out of my face and they don't. <laughs> so it's been the most amazing and intimate show um, that, that I feel like I've ever been a part of because it's just so real. Um, How do people, I mean, cause nine months is a pretty, uh, pretty quick, you know, turnaround in some of these things, but like, how do people know to contact you or, you know what I mean? How does that work or something like that? When we first started it, to just try to see if we could do this or not, we did um, take a look at some folks who were already um, actively posting about their pregnancy journey on YouTube. Oh, okay. And mm -hmm. so we started some of those with working with some of those couples midway through um, the, their, you know, the process. And then more people became aware of the show as we did that. And then the new, the first season premiered. So we, um, we have a pretty robust casting team that has, um, you know, people have, you know, people are sending in um, uh, their requests to be a part of the show. So, so, so it's now fairly fluid that we're getting quite a, quite a bit of um, casting. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's great. Well, so this has been really fun and we like to end our interviews with some silly questions. And uh, this is our Christmas or holiday version of the silly questions. So I like to, to like to do that. So, uh, all right. So the, what is your favorite holiday drink? I have to say if it's holiday related, it's gotta be eggnog. I absolutely yeah. love eggnog. And, um, and if it comes in a latte, I'm happy with that too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Um, years ago, I learned how to make these, um, these toffee cookies that it's a layer of toffee and then you put Hershey bars on top of it. Um, and then some nuts on it. And that is my favorite thing to make because it's super easy. And, um, and it's really just about a conduit for serving up a Hershey bar to everybody. <laughs> that sounds yummy. <laughs> yeah, really good. Yeah. So what is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Um, Wow, that's a tough one, but um, I think Let It Snow might be my favorite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, all right, uh, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, and you, it doesn't have to be TV, it can be classic. Yeah, I have to tell you honestly, and I have a, I have a movie poster hanging in my, in my house, but uh, it's gotta be It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so good. It's it almost transcends Christmas movie. It's just, yeah, it's great. It's about, it's, it's, it's about so much, so much. And I cry like a baby every single time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I know there's some people who are like, Oh, it's so uh, over the top in, you know, like the world just falls apart without him, but <laughs> he needs to be that way. That's by design. Cause if Clarence shows up and he just shows him, the world is basically the same then what what would that do so it needs to be over the top so that he's compelled to change yeah i agree i agree and yeah. um and honestly isn't it okay like wouldn't everybody want to feel like they had that kind of impact yeah yeah 
you know, that the loss, that their loss would be that significant. So I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> me too. Me too. That's funny. So, okay. What is your favorite holiday tradition? Decorating year um, or something like that. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, you know, for Thanksgiving, since it is Thanksgiving week, one of the things that um, yeah. we started with the kids really early um, was we make this um, poster of uh, a turkey that sadly doesn't have any feathers at the start of the se of November. Uh -huh. but we cut out feathers and then each day they write down something that they're thankful for on a feather and then, um, and then stick it on the turkey. Aww. And so, by the, so cute. yeah, yeah. And so by the end of it, and so I've got one saved from every every year just to see, you know, what phases they've gone through. Cause sometimes like, you know, they're thankful for, Star Wars and other times, like, I think my son just wrote down that he was thankful for physics right now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <You're> like, wow. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but yeah, you can see what they were really, what was on their minds each year, which is kind of fun to look back at. Uh -huh. Cool. That's really cute. I like that tradition. Uh, so, okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, what, do you have a memorable Christmas gift that you've either given or received? Like, do you have your Red Rider BB gun kind of moment growing up or with your kids? Oh, wow. Um, I think probably what's weird is that my dad was a um, commercial pilot when we were growing up. Uh -huh. And um, so we, we were fairly fluid on the holidays because a lot of times he might, he would be um, flying. And so our Christmas might be on the 28th or the 31st, yeah. depending on when he was home. But to me, the most memorable Christmas gift was when he would all of a sudden be available and our whole family would go somewhere, um, you know, for, for Christmas. And it was just this bizarre experience as we got older and, you know, we felt like presents weren't necessarily something that we needed to have, that it was more about the experience. So, so I've got these great memories of being in Miami on Christmas day randomly and trying to find random food and, um, and, you know, just a lot of uh, the, those things that, that were out of the norm are the things I think I really remember. Do you prefer Scrooge or the Grinch? Uh, the Grinch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. And uh, clear lights or colored? Uh, colored. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you a good, would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper? If I have the time, I'm a good gift wrapper. If, uh, if I'm rushed, uh, you're not getting a ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm rushed, it's usually a gift bag. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so last question, do you have an ugly sweater? What's your ugliest Christmas sweater? I do. Um, I, it's, it's, uh, kind of plaid. Um, and <laughs> And then I just bought my kids some awesome ones that they were trying to uh, pull out today for something that they had, to, they had to look fairly nice for. And I'm like, I don't think that they intended you to wear this stuff to school today for this singing event that you're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You gotta love the, the ugly Christmas sweaters. Well, mm -hmm. so I got my sister one that is the, um, the periodic table as a Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> That's funny. So there you go. You passed the test. Um, <laughs> questions. And this has been really fun. It's really interesting to talk, uh, kind of get, I feel like it's sort of got a behind the scenes kind of look. And so hopefully we can do this again. I, I really, I really enjoy talking with you. 
Yeah, I would love to. And I, I really enjoy your podcast and um, hello to the other, the other ladies. Uh, but it was a lot, a lot of fun. So um, I'll, I'll be back. Great. That's what we like to hear. So do you have social media that you'd like to share or, or just the up social media, whichever, whichever you like? Yeah, well, um, up, uh, up TV uh, is, uh, you know, we have a um, Facebook page, uh, Instagram, all that stuff. And, um, and if they, people go check that out, they'll get our Christmas schedule. Um, we'll be very engaged. Um, uh, the team is caffeinating for Gilmore the Merrier. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, on Twitter, we'll be, we usually trend, um, all week on, um, Twitter, Twitter with Gilmore, hashtag Gilmore the Merrier. So, um, there's prizing hourly there, uh, there's trivia, there's, um, you know, uh, and there are some grand prizes along the way. So, so please engage with, um, hashtag Gilmore the Merrier. Yeah, awesome. So yeah, if you're a Gilmore Girls fan, you definitely want to check that out for sure. So thank you so much. This was really a delight. And if you guys, if you're listening, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, and, uh, if you got to see the Christmas switch, uh, and, um, you know, these new films, let us know what you think. And uh, you can put that on Twitter or in the comment section. And if you can make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod, all over social media. And if you can leave a review on iTunes, we really appreciate it. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media. And uh, thanks again so much, Amy. This was really fun. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah.